When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. You get the whole watermelon or are you lazy like me and you get them in chunks oh, in no a way. little plastic thing? So we live right next to a bunch of uh, local farmers markets like Burwinkles and Brown's Farm. Uh, see, look and, at you living they, well. Well, and they bring them in and I enjoy these ones. So sometimes people call them black watermelons or people will call them sugar baby watermelons. Yep. And to me, they're just sweeter and delicious. Nice. I like to pair with a little feta. Little balsamic glaze. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's so good. Now we're talking. Yeah, sounds like even Beyonce is writing Lizzo off as she gets battered by that lawsuit from three of her former dancers. We'll have that story coming up. Also, could there be a Wonder Woman three in the works? Uh, we'll get to that story. Uh, plus, NASA developing its own streaming service. That and a handful of other stuff. But first, let's begin this hour's e-news with John Legend and Chrissy Teigen's kids who have bedrooms you could have only dreamed about. I know. I've seen some of these on Instagram before because she's really good about sharing her kids and her life. And she kind of puts stuff out there all the time. But uh, recently, the two of them were in a video for Architectural Digest. And she they take um, the video cameras into the rooms of the kids. So let's just start with Luna, who is her daughter. She's seven years old, and she has a loft in her bedroom. So if you go up one side of it, so one side of it is a staircase, and then she can go up there and she can play. But the cool part is she can slide down on the other side into a ball pit. What? Doesn't that sound incredible? She also has a swinging couch. Hard to beat that. I know, a swinging couch. So, you know, like the swings used to have outside. She's got one of those in her room. And then they also have a five-year-old son. His name is Miles. And he has a safari theme in his bedroom. And this is the coolest. I've seen this before. He actually has a bunk bed that looks like a Jeep, like an actual Jeep. Oh, yeah. Like a Wrangler, and it's got working headlights on it, so he can oh, turn the cool. headlights off and on. Yeah. I had a, We had a bunk bed, but it wasn't that cool. No. He also has a cave where he can go in and he can read, and a climbing wall is how he gets upstairs to his loft. Oh. So think about those little climbing walls they have at, like, you know, Urban Air or when you go to the playground. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's basically everything you've ever wanted in a kid's room and more. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick break. We're going to get to all this other stuff, but first, Denise Johnson is standing by uh, with your latest Q102 traffic. What do we have? They do. 
Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. You love the post. There's a hierarchy in the New York Post. Different people that they like and different people that they don't like. Uh, The number one thing that you can be in the eyes of the New York Post is an angel. An angel is a child who has died. That is the best thing that you can be in the eyes of the New York Post. The less amount of time you live, the better in the eyes of the Post. Down towards the bottom of the spectrum, there are pervs. Pervs touch tots. Tots are angels who haven't died yet. I did leave one out, sorry. Above perv is a bozo. A bozo is any man who cheats on his wife. That guy's a bozo. I remember seeing a headline when uh, Tiger Woods cheated on his wife and it says, Tiger says he's sorry, but Elon says, beat it, bozo. No, she did not. No one has said bozo in a thousand years. Who was your source on that, New York Post? Some tiny old lady that chain smokes all day long. They met her in a parking garage, and they were like, Madge, give us the scoop. What did Elon say to Tiger? Ah, she told him to beat it, bozo. As comedian John Mulaney, who used to write for SNL, and obviously, you know, when you're a comedy writer, when you work on a show like that, what is the biggest source of material for you? It's it's the newspaper, right? Mm-hmm. And so he obviously spent a lot of time reading the New York Post, and he can even break down their headline terms. But, like, when I lived in New York, and it still is the case, like, uh, you know, the New York Post, Daily News, you know, more tabloidish like, newspapers versus... Real news, like out newsy of news. Yeah, yeah, but versus, like, the Times or Newsday or one of the other. So, you know, I saw that he, I had, I was pulling this up as you were talking about that. So Pete Davidson, John Mulaney, and John Stewart are all going on tour together. I heard that. Did you hear gonna, that? I was going to tell oh, you. you did? I didn't know if you knew that or not. I, I was feverishly that. trying to pull it up because I just saw it yesterday when I was uh, getting, I was looking up something and then it was like, Pete Davidson is going on a stand-up tour first in however many years. I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I, that would be one that would be very interesting to see, don't you? The three of them. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I guess they're I'm not. fans I mean, of all three. It looks like they're going to be in Atlantic City. Maybe we could go up there. There you go. <laughs> you know, I've never been to Atlantic City. I have not either. Mark Zuckerberg is so serious about MMA that he actually built an octagon in his backyard. This is crazy to me. But What he, does he even look like these days? Is he ripped? I can only imagine. I, I would think he, you'd have to be, right? I'm going to try and look him up. But evidently, he didn't clear this octagon, this backyard octagon, through his wife, Priscilla, first. Uh-oh. And it sounds like that was a bad idea. So Mark Zuckerberg shared a text exchange he and his wife had where he asked her if she saw it. And she replied, yes, I saw it. I've I've sent that text before. He texted back, it looks awesome. (laughs) That's him fishing, like, "Mm, is this okay? Yeah, and her reply was, Mark. That's it? Just his name? Mark, period. That's big trouble. 
As in, like, you know those eyes are rolling and she's just shaking her head. She's like, Mark, that one word speaks volumes. Mm -hmm. And he got the message. And so he responded to that. He's like, well, we got plenty of yard space. I mean, they have to live on, what, 752 acres somewhere in California? Right. But also, okay. So they have plenty of yard space, but... And she said, I have been working on that grass for two years. There you go. That's, that's why it, she that's cares. It. Right. Why didn't, she, why didn't he put it somewhere she couldn't see it? Or just run it by her first. Like, I, I was thinking of putting it here, and she's like, no, no. Uh, you see what I'm trying to do here with this and that and the yeah. other thing? Why don't you put it over there and then you work it out from there? I think he could have put it at the bottom of one of their rolling hills and then he could have golf carted himself out to work out golf or run, you right. know, just he's he's into working out. So why can't he just run to the end of the property wherever it is and she can't see it? Well, now he's polling his followers, asking them if he should... Keep the octagon or save the grass. Save the grass, Mark. I think if you're following Mark Zuckerberg, chances are most people who are following Mark Zuckerberg that closely are probably going to vote with him. Vote, yeah, side with him. Uh, But to your question about how ripped he is, I can tell you that he's scarfing down about 4,000 calories a day and he gets a lot of them from McDonald's. So he's got to be working out like a beast if he's in any thousand calories a day. Right. What was it? Did you, you turn that screen to me? Oh yeah. There was something on it. What was it? I was showing you the picture of what Mark Zuckerberg looked like next to some MMA fighters. Oh, so the New York post actually had a picture of him. He posted a picture of what he, hang on. I got to click on the images again. They posted Does a he picture. Look competitive at all. Or? I mean, he looks like he's definitely been working out. Oh yeah. Hey, he's getting there. But when you put him next to other MMA fighters, he looks a bit small. He's honestly. got a little work to do, but, yeah. but, but those fighters, I mean, that's all they do. That's their full-time job is working out chiseling that body whereas you know he does have a day job yeah oh yeah he's so busy in his defense running the world yeah all right well lizzo she is getting a lot of shade from that lawsuit she has three of her former dancers that are suing her uh and it sounds like beyonce might be writing her off a little bit too so on the beyonce tour when she sings break my soul During the Renaissance tour, she name drops a bunch of influential women. And Lizzo has always been one of the women that she names drops when she does the song. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah, so all of that was until... That's huge. I know. To get an acknowledgement like that from Beyonce. Absolutely. Well, until Tuesday night in Boston because Beyonce dropped Lizzo's name from the list. Oh, because of those dancers who were suing her for being abusive? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, here, let's listen. I have a concert clip back when Lizzo attended Beyonce's show. Oh, yeah. She was freaking out. I remember seeing this on the gram. Yeah, because Lizzo saw her name in lights when her name got dropped. So I'll play that clip for you, and then I'll play the new clip of what Beyonce did in Boston. There it is. The name is lit up. She's all excited. And then fast forward to last night. It's uh, the audio's not very good. It's hard to it's hard to hear Lizzo's name being omitted. So I enhance the audio. Listen carefully now. 
Not Lizzo. There you go. There it is. Just got to turn it up. You can kind of hear it better. Well, there's a woman. Her name is Sophia Allison, and she actually came forward to back up everything the dancers have said about Lizzo. Sophia actually spent some time with Lizzo because she was going to direct a documentary with her, but then she bailed because Lizzo, she, this is her saying this. She's saying that Lizzo was disrespectful, arrogant, self-centered, and unkind. Okay. Yep, she says there's a lot of other women out there that have similar stories to that. Yeah, I mean, the fact that there's other dancers coming out that aren't even part of the lawsuit that are supporting their claims yeah. doesn't look good. So. Well, and I, don't, I also don't like that Lizzo's not saying anything. You know, not that she, I, I don't know, I just feel like she needs to say something. I mean, she's been sharing so much of her life with her fans over, de- like, f- forever. Right, but she's in this lawsuit. Yeah, maybe so she can't say anything. I, I wouldn't, at least right now. There's a weird rumor that Francia Reza was forced to give up her kidney six years ago for Selena Gomez. Uh, you know, the story was Selena needed a transplant after suffering damage caused by lupus. And Francia would like you to know that the rumor that she was forced to give up her kidney six years ago for Selena is not true. She said, I felt in my heart and I knew, I knew I was a match. No one forced me to do anything. It came out of the genuine kindness of my heart. And Francia has also doubled down that she does not, I repeat, does not have any kind of beef with Selena. Which is good. Yeah. I, you know, I hate that that has happened to those two young women it feels like a lot of people put them against each other for no reason right all right well wonder woman 3 actually got shelved when james gunn and his partner peter safran took over the dc studios but it sounds like that was just temporary because your fave in mind jeff gal gadot is coming out and saying from what i heard wonder woman 3 is happening Oh, great. It's in the very beginning development stages, and we're just hearing that she loves being Wonder Woman. And so she said it's very close and dear to my heart. She wants to be Wonder Woman for many, many years to come. Okay. Uh, Everybody has a streaming service these days. So why not NASA? We talked about this in the Facebook Live video this morning, in case you missed it. NASA Plus is coming sometime later this year. And get this. NASA Plus is going to be free with no commercials. So what will we get from NASA Plus? Just like audio of things happening in space? Well, my first thought was like, you know, aliens, UFOs, or that kind of stuff. But what they, then that is not the case. But what they will offer is live coverage of things like rocket launches plus original video series. An administrator for NASA says we're putting space on demand and at your fingertips with NASA's new streaming platform. Transforming our digital presence will help us better tell the stories of how NASA explores the unknown in air and space, inspires through discovery, and innovates for the benefit of humanity. So NASA Plus will be available as an app and also on Apple TV, Fire TV, Roku, and on the web. Are you going to download it? I feel like you kind of are inquisitive about some things from space, right? I, I would check it out. Yeah, I think I would too. Yeah. 
All right, Quentin Tarantino wants Bruce Willis to have a cameo in his new film, The Movie Critic. You know, Bruce Willis has not been feeling super well. We're hearing some... He's suffering from aphasia, right? Or yes. is, Or was it revised to full-on dementia? I think now it might be more into the full-on dementia. I feel like yeah. now that you mentioned that, we did have that story. But we're hearing that Tarantino really hasn't talked to Bruce's family about it, but he says he understands if maybe Bruce is too sick to be in the film. But he says, you know what, if that's the case, I will find a way to make a brief clip of something Bruce has done from his many, many movies, and I'll find a way to put that in the new film. I wonder if he's up to it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I feel like every time that we hear things about him, it just is not always the best outlook. Right. It makes me sad. Uh, you were mentioning Mark Zuckerberg and how cut he's looking these days. Well, Rick Springfield, who is 73 years old. Is still sexy. I'm sad Jen's not here for this story. She loves him. Rick Springfield's even got abs. Oh, he does at 71? At 73. Oh, 73. So Go people Bruce. are asking, how's he pulling that off, Rick Springfield? He said, well, uh, I work out every day. Every day. Not three times a week. He says, I work out every day. I just got a trainer, and I've been working out with him. Uh, but basically... Brace yourself. I watch what I eat, and I try to stay active. Oh, so diet and exercise. Yeah. Wow, what a shocker on that. (laughs) No, but I mean, it sounds like he's pretty regular about it. Like, he he really, you know, is consistent. And he also, he tours a lot. I feel like he's always coming to town. Hey, rock and roll certainly helps. Rick says, our show is very active and aerobic. It requires a lot of physical energy. Uh, We actually come off the road in better shape than when we went on. Yeah, see, I believe that. And Rick Springfield is also a pescatarian, which means the only animal product he eats is fish. Uh, He said he tried being a vegan and while it made him feel great, he said he looked like hell. Uh, so a friend of his came up to him and said, you know, are you okay? Because he got really thin, I guess, there for a while. So he was like, yeah, yeah, I should probably figure out another way to get some protein. So he, he put fish back in. Oh, nice. That's and good for him. That's what he's doing. But, yeah, he looks great at 73. All, right, well, all those shows, though, I mean, they're so physical. I was going to say, well, I makes feel a like. Huge difference. It makes me think of pink and. Oh, gosh. What yeah. she's pulling off. Well, yeah, she's swinging from the rafters. I don't yeah. think he's doing that. No, he's not doing that, but it just it, it reminded me of how physical mm-hmm. that job is. Well, then I don't think he'll be coming off tour anytime soon. It seems to be like he really enjoys it as long as he still sounds pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for all the grief that Britney gets for those videos that she posts of herself on Instagram, dancing and stuff. I mean, hey, it's a form of exercise, if nothing else. I know. I did see too over the weekend that Kevin Federline, speaking of Britney Spears, announced that he is going to be moving to Hawaii with the kids and Britney's oh, yeah? going to be staying back. I guess they're kind of distancing even more. Mm. Uh, well, today's the day Lollapalooza kicks off, Jeff, and this is happening at Grant Park in Chicago. And this is something I've always wanted to go to, but if you can't make it, they're actually doing a live stream on Hulu of the entire thing. So tonight's headliner is Billie Eilish, if you want to check that out on Hulu. Cool. Sounds cool, huh? That's a fun party. Have you ever been? Yeah. Lollapalooza? Saw Coldplay there. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah, it was great. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, they got some good people. Kendrick Lamar, Red Hot Chili Peppers. 
So our sister stations in Chicago were owned, so Q102, if you don't know, were owned by Hubbard Broadcasting. And Hubbard Broadcasting is based in Minneapolis, but they also have stations in Chicago, which are located on, I want to say, I forget what floor it is, but it's on like the 20th something floor of the Prudential Building, which overlooks Grant Park. Oh, so wow. it's just this amazing. I wonder if you uh, could hear view up there. Of, oh, you definitely can. So you could go to the Hubbard Studio Chicago and see Lollapalooza? Yeah, I mean, it's not the great seat because you're super high up, and, and the, depending on what stage is sort of got its back thing. to the building. But well, imagine, nice view from up there. But imagine what a fun that week would have been if I, if you would have planned ahead because the Reds have been playing in Chicago all week and now Lollapalooza is kicking yeah, right. off. Oh, man, that would have been so much fun. Working, and working that building, you got a guaranteed place to park. So. Oh, yeah, and a bathroom you could go to. Makes it easy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's immediately, whenever I hear music festival, I'm like, what's the bathroom situation like? Yeah. All right, quick break. Coming up, we got three headlines for you. Two fake, one real. If you can guess the real headline, we're going to set you up with a pair of tickets to Coney Island. But first, let's check the roads. We got Denise Johnson standing by here with your latest Q102 traffic. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hi, this is Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Welcome to Jeff and Jen's Faker for Real. How are you this morning? I'm good. I'm better now. How are you guys doing? Excellent. All right, Cindy. Here are the three headlines for Faker for Real. Two, uh, two fake, one real. You get the real headline, and you're going to go swimming with Natalie Jones at Coney Island on Sunday. Nice. All right. Is the real headline A, a guy threatened to blow up an airport when he missed his flight? Is it B, a man missed his flight, then hijacked a golf cart and tried to drive to Hawaii? Or is it C, a man lived inside the LAX airport for over 200 days unnoticed? I'm going to go with C. It's actually not C. It is A. Ooh, owie, zowie. Yeah, if you run up to an airport gate late... And the airport gate door is closed, whether the plane is there or not, there's nothing you're going to be able to say to get them to open that door for you. Yeah, it's not going to work. It's already, it's like illegal, right, for them to open it once it's closed? Well, I don't don't know what the legality is, but what's done is done, basically. And it doesn't matter if the plane is still sitting there once the gate closes, they're not letting you on. A 30-year-old man in Florida, however, was furious when he showed up late for a flight on Monday afternoon and was not allowed to board the plane. So he started screaming at the gate agents. His name is Vincent Serino, and uh, he allegedly shouted, I'm going to blow this blank up, and I'm going to take you all out. Mm -mm. You cannot do that. So the agent naturally causes it calls 911 uh vincent was arrested on charges of making a bomb threat and making a false report of mass destruction 
And uh, his attorney says that Vincent is a truck driver and he was flying to pick up his truck from a repair shop. So I guess he's out on bond now, but he's not allowed to go on any airport property. So he's going to have to figure out another way to get his truck, get a ride from someone. I don't know. Maybe he could call like a logistics firm and figure out who's on the path or on his route. That's one ban list you don't want to be on. Oh, my gosh. No way. Never be able to fly the no fly list. No. Oh, my word. Hell no. 716. Coming up, a classic second date update you might have missed the first time around, but it's new to you. First, Denise Johnson and your latest traffic. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Mark is here now with a second date. Well, he's on the phone and he wants a second date update. Hi, Mark. Hey, guys. What's up? Thanks for taking my call. Well, thanks for fitting us into your schedule. It sounds like you're in the car going here, there, and everywhere. You're doing errands. You're going to work. What are you up to? Yeah, well, you know, I'm a student over at UC, and that's kind of where this whole thing began because dating around, trying to find a girlfriend, and I'm really not having good luck. Okay, so you're looking for a relationship. Yeah, yeah, you know. Okay. Since I haven't been having a lot of luck, I've got on Tinder, and I met this girl on there, and she seemed cool. You know, I thought we were really going to get something going. So far, so good? We went out twice. First time, it was like a group thing. Like, I met her out with her friends. I had my friends. But when I got there, she was already, like, pretty wasted, right? So (laughs) we had a chance to talk a bit. But then her friends decided it was time to go. And that was fine. You know, that happened. Shots sneak up on you, whatever. But uh, anyway, she, she seemed to like me. So her being wasted didn't put you off at all? You were down for seeing her again? I guess you were just flattered that she was interested. Of course, yeah. I mean, hey, look, we all drink. Sometimes we drink too much, but we're in college, you know? It's just how it is. (laughs) You're learning. You're learning your limits in college. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. She texted me the next day, and she said, you know, let's go out. You know, make make it up to you. Take me to dinner and, and that kind of thing. So that's what we did, and she swore no drinks until dessert. So we met up at Gaslight this time, and, and we had a great time. And I thought she was really easy to talk to. It seemed like she thought I was funny since we were, like, laughing the whole time, you know. And we talked about what our plans were after college. And, you know, we had a lot in common. So then dessert comes, and we start drinking. And that's when it gets interesting. I mean, she really talks a lot when she has a couple of drinks in her. And uh, <laughs> a little affectionate. Well, that's better than a mean, sloppy drunk, I suppose. Yeah, way better, yeah. <laughs> Well, long story short, we're back at her apartment, and I was there for a few hours. And I just left when a roommate got home, but everything that happened there, you know, led me to believe that we'd be seeing each other again, and I don't know what happened. I mean, I texted her the next day. She never wrote back to me, so I don't get it. Do you run into her a lot? Do you cross paths outside of socializing? We haven't before, before, but, but to be honest, it's kind of a big campus. Right. I'm not really, like, noticing everybody I passed. You know, I'm just trying to do good in school, so. Yeah. Then when we come back, we'll call Kylie, and we'll see what she thought of Mark and her 
update with him as Second Date Update continues next with Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. So Mark and Kylie both go to UC, and Mark is looking for a relationship. He's looking for a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't having any luck, so he went on Tinder, which I feel like people exhaust Tinder first, and then they resort to other more extreme measures. (laughs) Right, but hey, Tinder got him a meetup with Kylie. It was a group meetup, and she was a bit wasted, but she did take an interest in him. So they exchange numbers. She texts him the next day. They go have dinner. They discover they have a lot in common. There's some real chemistry there. She's very easy to talk to. And they go back to her place where he spent a few hours before the roommate showed up and then he made his exit. Right up until the roommate, you would argue things were great? Really great. I mean, it was so much potential there for her to be like my girlfriend potentially. But, you know, unfortunately now she's not answering me and I just don't know why. All right. We're going to give Kylie a call. Hi, Kylie. Hi. Hi, <laughs> it's this? it's Jeff and Jen at Q102. How are you this morning? Oh, my God. <laughs> are you from the area? I know you would t- you go to UC, but are you from out of town, or did you grow up here? No, I'm from the area, and I used to listen to you guys all the time. Are you calling me for a second date update? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. <laughs> now, are you keeping things casual? Or are you sort of dating around? Are you talking to people? or Are, are you... you sleeping around like your average college hoe? <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say kidding. that. But... <laughs> I mean, I mean, okay, I wouldn't say that. I would say I'm, I'm dating around pretty casually. Like, you know, if something turns into something serious, I'm open to it. But right now... I'm in college, so I'm, I'm keeping things pretty chill. Okay. So we <laughs> talked to Mark, and it sounds like Mark is actually looking for a girlfriend. And I know you guys have hung out a couple of times, and uh, last time he saw you was when your roommate showed up, and he was left with the impression you'd be down for meeting up again, but you've been a bit non-responsive. So what's, what's going on? Uh... Mark was great. At least it started out great, but he honestly freaked me out a little bit. How so? (laughs) So he was nice. And honestly, he was kind of funny. But the date was a little bit intense. Okay. He kind of said this one thing that just ruined the entire moment for me. and, And it really freaked me out. Okay. <laughs> so like we were making out a little bit, right? And it was starting to get kind of hot and heavy and he was talking, you know, kind of talking a lot, telling me just like how pretty I am and you know all kinds of things like that and it was really really nice, but then all of a sudden he like touches my belly and he says, "I can't wait to see this all swollen with my seed." Ooh. And I was like, what? <laughs> Say that one more time real slow for those who didn't catch it. He's... He literally said, I can't wait to see you this swollen with my seed. I can't wait to see you swollen with my seed as he's rubbing your belly or touching your belly. Yes. I can't wait to see you swollen with my seed. Like, dude, 
insinuating that basically he was ready to like have a baby and wanting to have a baby with me and I mean honestly I just felt like that is way too much for a first date I mean we hung out but this was like a first real date and I was just like we're really just getting to know each other so not gonna lie that really just weirded me out. A little early for this. A little much. And yeah. an interesting mm, word choice, bit. too. I mean, swollen with my seed. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I just think it's a little too early for that, don't you? <laughs> I agree, Jeff. Maybe maybe get married first. Okay. And then swollen with my seed. Fine. All right. Because the whole time I was thinking maybe you were just a bit put off by the fact that he's looking for a relationship. Not that you can't have a relationship in college, but you you do sound a little more Not free, in a rush. free and easy than, yeah. than he does. I'm, I'm definitely open to a relationship with the right person. So that would have been cool, but I think it was just so weird. I'm like, I just felt like it was so weird to say that on your first date with someone. Like, give me at least until like the fourth date or like, let's be together. Right. <laughs> that would be better. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's ask Mark. Mark, are you in a hurry to father a child? <laughs> to plant your seed? Honestly, I do not remember saying that at all. Are you sure about that? I'm positive, dude. There's no way that I would have forgotten something like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, look, even if I did say it, I could think you'd be flattered by that. I mean, girls nowadays, they all say guys have commitment issues. And I'm telling you that I'm ready to commit to you. And it's always the nice guys that get screwed over. Come on, man. That's really nice and all. I, I love the commitment thing, but seriously, like, maybe after marriage, not on the first date. That's way too soon. Come on. Also We're the, just in college. The verbiage used. <laughs> yeah. Really specific. Swollen. <laughs> <laughs> swollen. No girl forgets when she's called swollen. <laughs> swollen with my seed. Yeah. Well, look, I'm sorry if I made you uncomfortable, but you got to take it from my view. I mean, I'm I'm used to being with girls who want commitment, so that's why I said it. So. This sounds very Old okay. Testament. <laughs> I remember when Angelina Jolie, she was being interviewed, and somebody asked her if she enjoyed pregnancy, and she said, yeah, I love it. I love the feeling of being so round and full were the words that she used. Yeah, round and full. That's better (laughs) but it came later (laughs) not during the first date right oh darn it well Well, would you ever consider going out with mark again you know i might have considered it if i might have let him get away with it and given him the benefit of the doubt but honestly mark like after this conversation and you being like commitment issues it's a no for me i'm sorry Thanks for the nice date, though. (laughs) That's fine. You can just keep dating around casually all you want. Wow. All right. Well, no match here. No. Kylie, we appreciate you taking the call. Thanks for being a lifelong fan of the show. We appreciate you. And maybe we'll see you one night at Uncle Woody's. Maybe. For sure. (laughs) All right. Mark, take it easy, man. Good luck to you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> okay, and if we can do a second date update for you, shoot us an email, Jeff and Jen at WKRQ.com. Another check on the roads. Here's Denise. <laughs> Jeff and Jen. All right. So we've got a handful of baby boomer complaints 
that a lot of young people actually agree with. And how'd you like to be a full-time pizza influencer? It pays 110000 a year. Oh, I am in on that. I probably would do that for free. Welcome to Thursday, the 3rd of August of 2023. We're Jeff and Jen, and here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. Before we get to those stories, it does seem like everything is bad for you. Like everything that you thought was good for you, there's always someone who comes around and says, you know, that's actually not really good for you. Mm-hmm. Even innocent stuff like kale and ice water. Yeah, when you say things like, oh, I've really been trying to up my water intake, they're like, oh, yeah, but don't do too much because you know there's actually a blah, 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 blah. All right. And they're not wrong. But also, I'm just trying to drink a little more. Yeah, well, and and I try to eat healthier, too. And uh, I was just reading an article this morning about how kale can be, (laughs) eating raw kale can be bad for you in high quantities. It's bad for your breath. It's bad for your teeth because it gets in between them. Man, I can't win. And now, here's the latest. Just sleeping in on the weekends is going to kill you. Oh, my word. There's a new study out on how irregular sleep schedules can have negative consequences on your gut bacteria, which can lead to obesity, inflammation, and heart problems. The researchers found that even a 90-minute difference in the midpoint of your sleep timing can negatively impact your gut. That includes staying up late a couple of times a week and sleeping in a couple of hours on the weekends. What do you do? Do you try to sleep? I mean, I think technically just because we I, don't wake up at 4 a.m., we're all sleeping in on the weekend, right? right? I mean, right. Yeah, I mean, I wake up when I wake up, and I stay up a little later on a Friday. You know, I go home, I take a nap on a Friday afternoon so I can hang in there Friday night, mm-hmm. uh, be with my friends or be present with my wife. And you know, it's. I mean, the weekend, you know, you want to live like a normal person for a couple of days. Yeah. And... You know, there are mornings where I wake up, not at 4 a.m., but, you know, 5.30, 6, and I try to lay there and sleep. I can't. I can't either, so I yeah. I get up, and then I, you know, she's like, "What? where are you going? Why are you getting up so early? It's like, well, I can't, you know, I'm on a schedule. I can't sleep. I can't. Well, and also, like, I always oh, feel like God. I have to pee no matter what. Like, I think my body's just used to going pee you know, around four. Right. So if I'm holding it by six, six thirty, I'm like, I gotta get up. Right. Like I knew that what you eat and drink can can have a big impact on your gut, but these scientists are saying that disruptions to your internal clock also play a pretty significant role. Uh, one researcher says maintaining regular sleep patterns. So when we go to bed and when we wake each day is an easily adjustable lifestyle behavior we can all do that may impact your health for the better. Yay. So now sleeping in is bad for you. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there's always that person that, you know, who just loves to pre- just loves to lecture you on yeah. why something is bad. is bad for you. Yeah. yeah. But it's so crazy that they're saying this because when every single time that you see a survey about good health, staying younger, longer, you know, feeling more whatever, it always has sleep on that list. Always. Right. Get, um, get enough sleep. Yeah. But now it's bad for you. Yeah. All right. 
Thanks for the message. And now a message from the Everything is Bad for You Institute. Sleeping in on weekends could be bad for your gut health. And here are a few other things that could be bad for you. Coffee, eggs, bacon, Teflon, baby powder, running, sugar, smoking, heroin, the internet, clowns in gutters, smartphones, theme parks, social media. In other words, wrap yourself in bubble wrap and don't eat or drink and don't do anything. This has been a message from the Everything is Bad for You Institute. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Not sure if you caught our Facebook Live video this morning. But if you go to the Q102 Facebook page, you know, we do a, we, we go live every morning around what, 615, 620? Yeah, usually right around there between 615 and 630. And we just kind of say hello and, you know, welcome people who are waking up and uh, talk about a couple of the top stories that are happening in the world of pop culture or locally here. And uh, this morning... Uh, I offered up a bunch of tickets to see Boy George and Culture Club with special guest Howard Jones and Berlin this Saturday night at Riverbend Music Center. Uh, I got a bunch of these tickets from my friends at Duncan. And so I'm, I, I'm giving them away on the video. And all you need to do is watch the video and tell me your favorite Culture Club song for your chance to win. So it's as simple as just hopping on, watch the video. Type in your song and you're entered to win. Super easy. Thanks to my friends at Duncan. And while you're thinking about it, try Duncan Refreshers, iced coffee, cold brew, and lattes. I was kind of boring this morning. I guess I, I got hot. Ca- well, it's Duncan Midnight, which I love. I don't that's think, excellent. I mean, I think that's the thing, too. You really do try all of their coffees. You Because really, you'll come in and you'll be like, oh, man, this is Really bold. I'm really liking this no, midnight I flavor. I said that yesterday. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, Duncan. And again, it's on the Q102 Facebook page from uh, a couple hours ago. America runs on Duncan. So it is August, and the bar is high to talk about Thanksgiving, but leave it to the state of Indiana <laughs> to force our hand. <laughs> a theme park in Santa Claus, Indiana. Which I heard is a really fun time. Have you ever been there before? No. I've heard really fun things about it. That's like two ha- places I want to visit in Indiana. Yeah. Maybe you should do a little road trip this fall. Uh, we are going to try to do a road trip. I'm trying to convince her to go away with me this uh, next month or later this month. I don't know. If, is Santa Claus, Indiana going to make her <laughs> take the drive? I don't know. <laughs> I heard they do have a lot of Christmassy stuff there, like a theme park and... You know, shopping. That could be fun. Mm -hmm. Anyway, they're developing a Thanksgiving roller coaster called Good Gravy. Yum. Where you have to race against time to help grandma make her famous gravy and save Thanksgiving dinner in a train shaped like a giant gravy boat. Oh, that sounds fun. But you were talking about Santa Claus, Indiana. Santa Claus, Indiana is home to a theme park called Holiday World and Splash and Safari. Oh. And it's it's been around a long time. It's been around since 1946. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe we haven't been there yet, Jeff. It's, it's got areas that celebrate Christmas, an area that celebrates Halloween, another one celebrates Thanksgiving, and the 4th of July. And so they just, they just announced that they're adding the Good Gravy Thrill Ride to the Thanksgiving section next year. 
And that's going to happen, I guess, in a corner called Stuffing Springs. <laughs> this is not a joke. This is it a real like, thing. This sounds like this should be an episode of some sort of fun TV show or like a Twilight Zone. Oh, here's a, here's a commercial advertising that good gravy is coming in a year. Something savory is coming. The silver has been polished. The turkey has been stuffed. The table is set. And the gravy is gone already? Good gravy. How'd we run out? <laughs> it's time to go over the river and through the woods. To grandmother's house we go with Good Gravy, America's Graviest Coaster. There you go. That's fun. Yeah, that's the actual ad for it. Good Gravy was designed as a family boomerang coaster where a three-year-old could potentially ride with their grandparents so it won't be too extreme. So now you know. My kid's a big, big thrill seeker, so I don't know if that'll be enough for her. She Oh, she is? Oh, yeah. She loves, she loves riding the beast. Really? Kings Island. Oh, yeah. She likes the racers. When we were, we kind of blew her mind a little bit because, you know, back um, when we were growing up, one of the racers would go backwards and one of the racers would go forwards. And then that's what you would do. You would race each other to see who would make it back to the station. Oh, yeah. And now they both go forward. But we were telling her that, like, this used to go backwards. And she was like, what? Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, she's a big fan. Funny, you made me think of a video that's making the rounds of a Boston police officer getting violently shot out of a metal slide and injuring himself. Now, people point out that the slide he came down is not made for adults. It's intended for children under the age of 12. Oh, yeah. But well, then. This is the sound that it made as the officer came down the slide. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> That's like a thud. It sure was. Ouch. I'm sorry. How did you how did you end up thing. on disability? Yeah. <laughs> What's the workman's comp? What? Right. Oh, you got shot out of a slide. I don't I don't think we're gonna be able to cover that. Uh no. Yeah. Mm-mm. This makes me think about when you um have a kid and they're young and you take them to like a fun little like um playground set or something and then when they get to the very very top they kind of realize oh no i don't think i should be up here and then you have to go up and get them as a parent right and sometimes fitting into the little nooks and crannies and making it to the top is almost impossible but somehow you just do it that's funny yeah uh, a couple other viral videos there's a place in the florida keys called robbie's marina where you can hand feed giant tarpons okay so here here's a dad coaching his young daughter on how to feed one and their reaction after this sucker jumps out of the water and almost completely swallows her arm this is crazy gotta get lower get lower line your stomach and get it closer to the water it's coming oh my gosh that's you okay i think i got that on camera are you hurt that is a money shot. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, she was scratched up a bit, but she's totally fine. Lucy, are you bleeding? Yeah. Where? Are you bleeding? Holy. <laughs> I love that dad thinks I know, it's funny. Same. Yeah. I am too, because you know a mom would have been like, well, we have to go to first aid. Do we need to call 911? What's going on? It sounds dangerous, but it's it's relatively safe because tarpons don't have sharp teeth.
Oh, but, okay. Yeah. yeah, but lay down on your stomach and feed them. Oh, my gosh, that's nuts. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can pull. There we go. Take a look at that. Okay, let me see. Okay, so yeah. she's on like a little pier kind of area. Right. It's coming. Oh, my gosh. That's big. Oh, that's a big is. fish. Oh, there's lots of them. Yeah. That's like, what, four or five feet? <gasps> Look at that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it kind of catches her on the hand. But, I mean, that thing almost completely swallowed her arm. And it it startled her. She had a good sense of humor about it. but. Oh, my gosh. We got to put this video up. That is insane. Yeah. I've never seen a fish that big. Isn't on that nuts? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, girl's arm almost swallowed by hungry fish. It's on USA Today's uh, YouTube page, I guess. I'm going to share it right now. Yeah. You guys got to go check this out. Isn't that wild? Yeah, I'll put it up on the Q page. That's insane. Right. Meanwhile, there's there's a TikToker who's been racking up the hits with a video of herself describing the ugly phase she's going through. Do you ever feel... Like, no matter what you do, you just cannot seem to cut a break. You just don't feel like you look your best. Yeah. Or if you get, like, a bad haircut, something like that, you're like, well, I'm just going to look like this until it grows out. Yeah. This is something that, you know, women tend to experience fairly often. She says it's actually a very common feeling that women experience from time to time. And They always emerge hotter when it's over, but it's really resonating with women who have been leaving comments saying that, you know, their ugly phase is when their face breaks out or when they're feeling bloated or Mm -hmm. uh, when their hair is frizzy no matter what they do with it. Like right now when it gets really... So I'm in an ugly phase. And women, I think we all know what this is, okay? It's when you're not feeling yourself. You feel like you're ugly, like you've never looked worse. Do you look the same as you did when you felt pretty? Yes, but like it's a feeling, okay? And I have a theory about this. My theory is is that when I'm going through an ugly phase, it's like I'm shedding the past version of myself and I'm gonna emerge hotter. Will I look the same? Probably, but that's not the point. The point is it's a feeling, okay? And right now, that's why I haven't been posting on TikTok because I've been going through an ugly phase. You know, I'm breaking out, I'm purging, I'm like, I'm like getting rid of all the bad that is inside of me, making me ugly, and then I will emerge hotter. And my next pretty phase, I'll be hotter than my previous pretty phase. Are you following? But right now, I'm ugly. That's not nice. Is everyone call understanding yourself ugly? what I'm saying right now? I am looking for someone to tell me that I am pretty right now. Oh, is that what you think? You think no. she's like fishing for... No, I don't. Uh, I think what she's saying is 100% true because everybody knows that sometimes you don't really feel your best or you don't feel up to it. Right. Yeah, that's her. She looks great to me. Yeah, she totally looks great. But, you know, we're all our worst critics, right? Mm-hmm. Do guys ever go through that where they feel like they don't look their best or they feel like they're in an ugly phase? Uh, I do. Yeah, so then I would say yes then. But I don't know. I I don't know if most guys do. Like, yeah, Tim does. I mean, Tim beats himself up too. Probably more. Yeah, definitely way more than I do. But I don't know. I look at a guy like Tom Cruise. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I think he beats himself up all the time. You think he does, oh, or do yeah. you think he's just Mr. Confidence no. 24-7? I think he definitely does. I think that's one of the reasons why he is so diligent about all of the things that he does when it comes to his career. A lot of Puts a lot of pressure on himself. Yeah, like doing all of his own stunts and proving he still got it at whatever yeah, age he's at. Right. I do think that. Speaking of Tom Cruise, I'm going to see that today. Oh, yeah, Mission Impossible Mission 75? Mission Impossible 75. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> part one, by the way. Right. Mission Impossible 75, part one. I've heard really good things, though, about the... Um, I was telling you I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about making the motorcycle scene that is oh, in yeah. this particular movie. They shot that in Norway. Yeah, so they whatever, wherever this canyon is that they shot this in Norway or whatever they were saying that it was one shot that they put all of these cameras on f the front of the motorcycle in the air there were drone footage like all these cameras positioned everywhere, everywhere. multiple cameras yes they wanted to get every angle every possible angle they totally did and then they finally get the shot and we're hearing that it's just incredible when it kind of goes like, over the canyon and does like the over head over feet head over feet head over feet that's cool but it was somebody's job to go to the bottom of the canyon and get all of and the retrieve footage. the cameras could you imagine yeah Hey, so Jeff, today I'm going to need you to really suit up and give me your best effort because you're going down to the canyon. You got it, boss. Yep. I'm your man. Yeah, I'm excited. I I haven't heard a lot about it since it came out. There was a lot of hype leading up, and it they came out while we were away one, on vacation. The best one yet. I mean, that's what all the critics have said. Yeah. All right. But then I kind of feel like, what else can he do to make it better? So I'm one of those nerds. Kristen's the same way. We're those nerds who have to sit through the entire credits. Like we actually are reading the credits because we're looking for filming locations. Uh, we're looking for songs maybe that were in the soundtrack. Uh, just just other little clues, you know, every now, like if it's a movie that I know our good friend Brian Douglas, who used to work here, worked on, you know, I, I, I'll like wait to see his name come up. Just stuff like that. Yeah. I, I got some... Uh, some buddies of mine from when I was a kid that also work in Hollywood. One of them is a film editor. There's another sound guy. So, so anyway, we're those people who sit and watch the credits, and it makes the theater employees crazy because you see them standing in the corner. They got the trash thing, and they're waiting for you to get out so that they can start cleaning the theater. You know, they got that annoyed look on their face. Oh, yeah. They're looking at each other like, oh, we got a couple credit setters. Yep. I'm going to go to the bathroom. We are those you know, people. There's about four more minutes left of this. We haven't heard anything from Adele yet. Well, so when I worked in a movie theater, we would just start cleaning regardless. We would just kind of clean yeah, around them. Are you not supposed to do that? Well, a memo came out, and I don't know if this is like a policy thing at Nationwide. all movie theaters, but at, at the company that I worked for when I was a teen... They said you can't do that. You have to wait till everyone is out of the theater before you start cleaning because you don't want to you you don't want them to feel rushed. But you know, my thing was, you know, you know if we got like ten minutes between shows and we got a line of people outside, yeah. we we got to hustle this up. Or what if you have more than one theater letting out within minutes of each other and you got to clean them all? I know. But maybe you could say you could have said something like, "Hey, I'm just going to start at the top. You guys stay. Take your time." Do you have any trash I can grab right. for you? That's another thing is at least I pick up my trash because mm -hmm. I know what it's like to have to clean those things. Yeah. 
and they're gross. And it's the worst experience when you go to a movie theater and your feet are sticking to the ground. Right. As you're trying to walk to your seat. Yeah. So it so started gross. It started as a part-time job for me. And then I, I kind of started doing it full-time because the, the money was decent. And it got to the point where, you know how people get all excited when the summer blockbusters are coming out? I used to dread summer for that very reason because <laughs> the crowds were out of control and you knew the theater was going to be a mess. And, you know, you actually had to earn your living mm-hmm. during that <laughs> And now, about a minute inside the mind of a teen working at the movie theater. Yeah, me. Oh, what a mess. What happened here? Oh, yeah. Barbenheimer. I miss the good old days when nobody went to movies. Like three weeks ago with Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Whoa. Is that pink vomit? Someone took this Barbie theme way too seriously. Hey, half-eaten box of candy. Ugh, it's Whoppers. I'd rather eat pink puke. (laughs) And there goes the sole of my shoe. You win again, sticky floor. I swear, this theater's covered in more coke than the White House. That was about a minute inside the mind of a teen working at the movie theater. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.